While you're standing, let's make our decree today. How many is thankful that we serve a God of the dream and the dreamer? Amen. Say it like you mean it, mean it like you say it. It don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little. Today I will have my faith built by the word of God. I will not allow my past to control my future. God has given me my dreams to look forward to and my faith as a means by which I will arrive. I will dream big. Yes, I serve a big God. Amen. Look at somebody one more time and tell them you love them and you may be seated. Amen. Today, I want to talk about dominion. I had no idea what they were going to sing today. They had no idea what I was going to preach. But they talked about in one of the songs, especially one of the songs, how God was in control. How many is thankful that He is in control? I, I do, however, believe that sometimes we get a little confused about who's in control when. Stay with me. When you begin to talk about dominion, a lot of people will revert to a statement that, to be honest, I believe that it's misused sometimes, although it is a true statement. And the statement is, well, God is sovereign. Well, of course, without question, God is sovereign. Somebody say amen. But what people are really saying a lot of times behind that statement is this. You never know what God's going to do. The problem with that particular view of sovereignty is that it releases all of us of all responsibility. Now don't shout me down. Somebody say amen. It releases us from all responsibility so we can say, well, God is sovereign and He'll do what He wants to do with our healing as if we don't know what He wants to do. God is so sovereign that He has already set the end from the beginning and the end was set on Calvary when it comes to your healing. You are healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. God is sovereign. He's so sovereign that He said, only believe and you will receive. Speak those things that are not as though they were. We are covered by the blood of Jesus and delivered by the word of our testimony. Amen? We also use that as a way of escape, escaping responsibility when we're talking about finances. Well, God is sovereign. Understand that God is sovereign, but He's already set your financial stability in place 
Somebody said, well, tithing is under the old covenant. You're correct. That is right. So therefore, there is no curse that comes upon you from God for not tithing. But there's not one place. It says very plainly that Jesus and the work he did on Calvary did away with the curse of sin and death. But it did not say that he removed the blessing of the obedience. And then Jesus talks about it in the the New Testament. He said, give. Somebody say, give. And it shall be given back to you. How? Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will who? Men. Will give into your bosom. See, the reason it said men is finances... Dollar bills are the currency of this earth. So he has to use men to get it to you. Your job is a source, is not the source, excuse me. Your job is where you get paid from, but God is the source. But the currency of this earth is given to you for your physical labor. I'm so thankful that the currency of the spiritual realm, however, is faith. Amen? And then, of course, in relationships or decisions. I'm going to say this, then I'm going to move on so, so you don't have time to get mad at me. We use God's sovereignty as a scapegoat to ease the answer that we give you. Well, I've made this decision. God told me that I should do this. Does God speak? Absolutely. But God never leaves anyone in confusion when He speaks. His word is plain and easy to discern. Unfortunately, if we say, well, God told me that, who's going to argue with God? So they just slid out from under the bullet. I told you I'd move on. After all, if God is sovereign, and we believe sovereignty in that way, He'll do what He wants to anyway, right? He'll just get up, and if He's in a bad mood, He'll do something. If He's in a good mood, He'll do something. If you've acted right, He may do something. If you've not acted right, He may do something else. So if that's the case, if that look at sovereignty is what we're going to go with, which it's not for me, by the way, but if it is, we might as well get us some popcorn, go watch television, and, and just say, you know, que sera, sera, let it go. Because that's what we need to do, right? Wrong. Psalm 8, 6. Thou madest him, listen, this is what David said. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works. Somebody say, I have dominion. Over the works of thy hand. In other words, we have dominion over what God created. Thou hast put all things where? Under his feet. Somebody say, it's under my feet. God himself put mankind in charge, gave us dominion, and put all things under our feet. I got a news flash. I do voices sometimes too. He does not intervene in the affairs of the earth whenever he wants to. Sure, he could. 
He could. Somebody say, he could. But he respects the dominion and authority that he has given to us. And it's time for us to understand what dominion really means. It's time for us to take a closer look at our authority and understand who we are. Somebody say, I have authority. I have dominion. The definition for dominion is sovereignty of control. The territory of a sovereign or government. Sovereign or government. I got about five things or six that I want to tell you today. And the first one's this. Dominion means operating in the anointing. Somebody say, I have dominion. Luke 4.18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Somebody say amen. See, dominion is a God-given gift to His people that requires His supernatural anointing it belongs to you but it isn't automatic it takes faith somebody say it takes faith it also takes walking in love faith doesn't work without love Ooh, come on somebody the word anoint means to pour out on to put on or to smear on that's why we anoint with oil like we did this morning when we prayed over Jarrell because that's what we believe and it represents the pouring on of the Spirit of God. That oil, it's been prayed over, but it's olive oil. Sit here a while, so I don't know if I would, but you could cook with what we use. But it's a symbolic thing that God told us to do We don't put our faith in the oil no more than we put our faith in the water that washes you when you're baptized. But we do it out of obedience as an act of faith. Come on, somebody. See, the anointing belongs to you. The dominion belongs to you. But it isn't automatic. We have to walk in faith. We have to walk in love. That's why we do what we do. Operating in the anointing is what gives you the ability to take dominion over every area of your life. The anointing is what gave Samson supernatural strength. The anointing is what enabled David to kill Goliath. The anointing is what allowed Joseph the knowledge to run a major estate for Potiphar with success. And that same anointing is available to you today to raise your family. The anointing is available to you today to speak those things that are not as though they were. The anointing is available to you today to take authority over the sickness and disease that Satan wants to afflict you with and walk free in this world that we live. Somebody say, dominion means operating in the anointing. Another thing it means is dominion means prospering financially. Man, I'm telling you what. Satan hates that we're teaching you how to live free financially. He hates it. You want me to show you some emails? 
<laughs> yeah. We're getting them. We're getting them. But that's okay. I don't fault those people. I'm not mad at those people. But neither am I deterred from what the Word says. Because, see, it's real easy, especially as a pastor of a church, to become a people pleaser. Because I do care about people. I do care about... Um, I believe it's God's will for you to be happy. But your happiness is not my responsibility. Nor is it my choice. But it's easy if you love people like I know you love people. It's easy to care about what they say. And when we care about what people say, if we don't watch, we will compromise what we say. Because of what they say. So we have to walk in love. That's why the Bible tells us to speak uh, slowly, to respond slowly. That's why we should cast down vain imaginations because the first time somebody pops off about what we believe and about our prosperity and about all that we are, we want to just, just go back at them. But we're not going to do that because we believe that love is what the vehicle that faith operates in, so we're going to stay in love. Amen? Deuteronomy 28, 12 says, The Lord will open for you His good treasure house. The heavens to give rain to your land and in seasons and to bless and in its season and to bless all the works of your hand and you will lend to many nations but you will not borrow dominion is what sets you apart from the rest of the world especially financially as a believer you should always be the head of every situation and not the tail. Look at your neighbor and tell him, don't be a tail. As a believer, you should always be the head. That means that you have money in abundance to take care of your own needs and to be a blessing to those around you. People should be able to see the blessing. Somebody say, the blessing. Of the Lord on you. They should see that you prosper in every situation. No matter what your job is. No matter what the state of the economy is. It's your testimony of the goodness of God. I'm so thankful. Not proud, but thankful. That I can stand up and say in the middle of a pandemic. High Praises Church paid off 970 some thousand dollars of debt. And we own this building debt free. How, how can we do that in the middle of a time that people are so scared? How can we do that other than knowing that we are trusting the one that is the, the, the blessing giver. He's the prosperity maker. He's the, and people get uncomfortable in church with the word prosperity. Do you understand? The word said, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, you don't have a problem with me saying you're healed. The reason for that is because we don't, we don't always put that in the same category of prospering. Because prosperity, finances is only one part of prosperity. It's a big part. It's an important part. Because did you know that the Bible actually says money answers all things? You don't believe me? Google it. 
not right now. Wait till you get out of here. But let me ask you a question. Do you feel like, have you ever felt like that you have financial dominion and authority over your finances? Do you feel like that you have financial dominion and authority over your finances? Or do your bills, do your debt, do your troubles seem to rule you instead? See, I believe that we should start seeing ourselves as having dominion in the area of finances. Now, there's another word that, um, based on some messages we've gotten, that there's another word that really bothers people. So, you know, me being the meek and shy person when it comes to the devil that I am, I'm just going to out him, okay? I'm just going to talk about it, and that's the reason. The word millionaire. If somebody walked into your job and said, I want to make you a millionaire, all you have to do is take this position. You would not have a problem with that. As a matter of fact, you'd be calling me, Pastor, 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 I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to say, I'm glad you're a tither. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm going to say. But people get uncomfortable when we use that word. Listen, being financially stable is wherever you're at, and you have the authority and the ability to be financially stable without being a millionaire. If you don't want to be, I've heard people say, well, I don't want all that money. That's okay. You don't have to have it. But I'm sure you want stability in your life. There's nothing wrong. But I will tell you this, that just because someone's a millionaire or a billionaire, it doesn't mean that they are bad people or that they're going to be drawn away with lust and enticed. You can be broke as a joke and still... Act like you ain't got two brain cells to rub together when it comes to living right. As a matter of fact, I know a lot more poor people that are acting heathenistic than I do rich people. Maybe it's cause per capita I know more poor people. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. But quit allowing the devil to use words to distract you from walking in dominion in your finances. When an unexpected financial situation comes your way, take your seat in the place of authority instead of falling into the victim mentality. Somebody say, I'm a victor and not a victim. When you start with the right mindset, you will respond with the right actions. I'm going to say that again. When you start with the right mindset, you will respond with the right actions. The right actions are believing for victory every time. Speaking victory every time. Re reaching out and taking what belongs to you every time. But that also means this. You have to resist the devil. Put him on the run. Refuse to accept anything less than God's best. You know why? Because you're a king's kid. You're part of the kingdom, but your daddy is the king. <laughs> Somebody say, dominion means prospering financially. The third thing, dominion means excelling to the highest place possible. Listen, I set my children down, and I've told them, each one of them, 
Number one, you got to work hard. Nobody in this world owes you anything. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So I've told them, and I, but I also told them this. Whatever you choose to do or be, I will support you as long as you're going in the right direction. I've told each of them, if you want to flip hamburgers for the rest of your life, I am totally okay with that. I'll buy you the best spatula I can afford to support you. See, a lot of times, and this is a little bit of a rabbit trail. I'll try to make him a little rabbit. But a lot of times as parents, we have to be careful not to impose our dream on our children. It's all right. Matter of fact, it is your duty to support and direct them. But it's their dream. God has a dream for them the same as he has a dream for you. Praise the Lord. It's for you. It's for them to, to recognize and take authority over the situation. And you got to teach them young. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, 13. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up and not down. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them. So to excel in the spirit of the word is to, is to prosper financially, is to prosper physically and relationally. Now, that's the result of the blessing. Because dominion means excelling to the highest place possible. Physically, what I'm talking about, it means that you don't settle for aches and pains. You don't settle for allergies and sickness and disease or just because you're a certain age, you don't settle for age-related setbacks. Well, I'm, I'm getting to be on up about 53 years old. You know what? I've heard of 53-year-olds having dementia. Oh, I remember stuff y'all don't want me to remember. Matter of fact, I have to cast all my care on the Lord sometimes because I remember a lot of stuff. At 54, my dad passed away from blood pressure problems. Do you understand that I told my mom at 17 years old, I will not die because I'm overweight. I will not die because my arteries are clogged up. I will not. I made those decisions. And today, I am healthy as I've ever been. I will not say... Somebody told me one time, or a matter of fact, the day before I turned 50, he said, oh, when you hit 50, it goes downhill. And I respected him, and I didn't say anything to his face, but in the back seat of that truck, I was going, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Just spit that out. I just might look better at 53 than I did at 45. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe. Because there are pictures. I didn't know what in the world I was going to do with my hair. I tried it all. But taking authority in your physical being means that you excel to the highest place possible. 
which is a long life strong in a healthy body. When you're talking relationally, it means that you don't settle for strife in your home. A broken marriage. I'm not condemning anybody for anything. I'm just telling you, an unfu- you don't have to settle for an unfulfilled desire for family. You don't have to settle for rebellious children. You excel to the highest place possible, which is a family most people only dream of. Come on, somebody. You say, well, I've, I've just always had trouble and struggled. Stop saying that. Dominion looks different than what the world sees or what the world teaches. Our families should look different to the world. And then you get into finances. To take dominion financially means you don't settle for lack. You don't settle for low pay. You don't settle for being stuck in the same job year after year or living paycheck to paycheck. Let me help you with something. That does not mean I'm condemning anyone. Listen, I've been in a place of lack. I was in a place of low pay. I have been stuck in the same job year after year. I have lived paycheck to paycheck. But I'm here to declare that I have learned how to walk in the authority of who I am in Christ Jesus. And He is no respecter of person. You don't have to stay in lack. You may be walking through, but through it all... Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Oh, I've learned to trust in God. See, you excel to the highest place possible by continually knowing and believing, taking dominion, but believing and walking in increase in your pay, increase in your savings, increase in your investments. Increase in your giving. The very first thing a human ear ever heard was, be blessed. That's God's intention for you. Somebody say, dominion means excelling to the highest place possible. Dominion also means expecting to be blessed in famine. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 26, 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year. Did you know I was going to read that today? Mm -mm. The same year, a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Maybe you're good at expecting dominion and blessing. Unless something like a pandemic hits or an economic turndown shows up. Then... Fear comes. You get afraid of losing your job. You start watching the stock market. You start start changing your attitude because of Mr. Jones. Dow. See, nobody ever thinks that's funny. (laughs) That was a mercy laugh, but thank you. But dominion means you expect to be blessed even in famine. The story of Joseph prospering in prison and during a famine isn't just a nice story that's supposed to entertain us. It's an example of how we can expect to live. It's called living in dominion. 
Dominion means expecting to be blessed in famine. It means when layoffs are happening all around you, you're expecting an increase anyway, anytime, any day. When the stock market is fluctuating, you have peace. And you trust the anointing to guide you in wisdom of what to do in that situation. And you trust God to protect you. Dominion means you're not subject to the times, but the times are subject to you. You know that they're subject to you, so you walk with the attitude of God is my source, and you say this, say this, dominion means I expect to be blessed in famine. Dominion also means expecting to be healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Because I am the age I am, and I am blessed, and I'm whole, and I'm in great shape, it doesn't mean that I don't have opportunities to talk about bad things coming on my body. I'll talk about it now. But about a year and a half ago, this shoulder started messing with me. I mean, I could, I could hit it about right there, and then, whoo, thank you, Jesus. I mean, it was, and all the things I started thinking about was all the stuff that we hear from people, frozen shoulder, and we think about people that we know had experiences with it, and all that started coming to my mind. And what I did was I said, in the name of Jesus, I didn't, I didn't talk about it, I didn't tell nobody about it. They may have seen me physically dealing with it at times, but I got good news today. I started speaking to my, my shoulder based on, because, see, people, you start talking like this, and they say, well, you're weird. If you want to call the Bible weird, go ahead. But the Bible said Jesus looked at the mountain, and he said, you see that mountain over there? He said, you can speak to that mountain, and, and, and it will be removed in the name of Jesus. That could be a mountain to me if I didn't take authority over it because I need to raise my hand like this. I need to do like this. I've got full range and full motion. And you say, you look weird doing that. You know what? It feels pretty good though. It sure does because I'm not frozen. I'm not stuck. I am healed in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I chose to take authority over what was going on in my body. I heard someone say just last week, well, I'm going to see how I feel. What? First of all, you just told the devil, you just gave him permission to come and mess with you. Because you told him with your mouth, because he's listening, he, you told him with your mouth that you're going to make a decision on your actions based on how you feel. Every morning that I get up, this body isn't always going, give me a J. Give me an A. Give me. It's not always what I want it to feel like when I first wake up, but it always gets in line because I know as soon as I open my eyes that this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will be pain free. I will walk healed and whole in the name of Jesus. I will not wait to see what the doctors say. To listen, listen. To determine how I feel. Nothing wrong with going to the doctor. Nothing wrong with seeing what they say. But don't wait to see what they say to determine how you feel. 
I know going in, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Whether he does it supernaturally or gives you the vision and the ability to do it. Thank God all good and perfect gifts come from, a God, uh, from above. Amen? It's not about being stupid. It's about being truthful with the word. You have authority. Look at your neighbor and say, you have authority. You should expect to live in divine health all the days of your life because you have dominion. Take dominion over symptoms. Take dominion over negative doctor's reports. Not over doctors, over reports. Don't for a minute let yourself feel like a victim. You have authority. Say it again. You have authority. Take it in the name of Jesus. Speak it by the power of the blood of Jesus. You're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Every sickness and disease is under your feet. Expect healing to come to you and then expect life in divine healing all the days of your life. Somebody say dominion means expecting to be healed. The last thing, dominion means destroying every yoke. Genesis 27, 40. And by the sword shalt thou live and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when you shall have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. Enemies, depression, the weight of sin, oppressive attempts of the devil. These are all yokes that must be destroyed. The devil wants to hinder your promotion. The devil wants to hinder your growth. And he wants to stop your increase. He wants to stop what God has already set in motion in your life. Dominion means destroying every yoke by tapping into the yoke-destroying power of anointing that is at your fingertips. Somebody say, I am anointed. It's time to take tough situations. It's time to get tough, break loose from bondage. Command failure, be gone. Poverty, be gone. Addiction, be gone. And any other yoke to leave you now in Jesus' name. You have dominion. As a matter of fact, I'm not completely finished, but I want you to take up a second. And I don't know what it is. Maybe you're dealing with some kind of physical issue. Maybe you're dealing with financial pro- uh, uh, problems. Maybe you're dealing with a spouse, a, a, a finance. I don't know what it is. You've got some kind of yoke that's trying to hold you in bondage right now. Don't care what nobody says around you. I want you to out loud. You don't have to say it big and loud, but say it out your mouth. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. I want you to say, I take authority over you and whatever it is right now. Take authority over it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. Come on, somebody. Is there anything else in your life that you need to take authority over? Don't look at me like a calf looking at a new gate. It's time for us to understand this word is for us to walk into a new place in our life. I take authority over you, sickness and disease. I take authority over you, bad thoughts. I take authority over you, thoughts of failure. I take authority over you, thoughts of addiction. I take authority over you, 
thoughts of divorce. In the name of Jesus. Dominion means destroying every yoke. It's time to demonstrate God's dominion so that others can witness it and become citizens of God's kingdom themselves. Break off every yoke, get out from under every burden, and take your seat in the blessing. Live a life of dominion. Just so no one walks from here today and misinterprets me, you have dominion, but you have dominion through the appointment and authority of who you are in Christ Jesus. In other words, it's not really your authority. That's why it doesn't work when you come out of relationship with Christ Jesus. It's not on your physical goodness. It's not on your mental uh, intellectuality. It is based on who you are in Christ. Because when I look around me sometimes, and I look around at the situation, I am maybe tempted to take identification with my surroundings but that's why I have to take dominion and say I am healed I am whole I am loved I am blessed I am an overcomer I am truthful I am free I am I am I am I am what God says I am. When Moses looked at him and said, Who are you? Who are you? God answered like that. He said, I am. If he is, and we're in him, then we are. I heard a preacher say this one time. He said, God said, I am. And we are brought into joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So when you say, I am anything other than what God is. Because, listen, would you say today God is sickness? Hmm. Would you say today that God is poverty? No. So when we say, I am sick, we are desecrating the identity of God inside of us. There again, understand, I'm not negating. I had one woman get so upset with me because she said, you're, you're telling me I can't tell anyone that I'm sick? You can't just tell anybody? I will definitely say that. Because do you want them to take it to Jesus or take it to the masses? Because if they're not going to take it to Jesus, I don't want them taking it to the masses. Because if, if, the, if death and life is in the power of tongue, I don't want everybody talking about how sick I am. That's why I don't care what I'm dealing with. All you're going to see on Facebook and Instagram and all them other stuffs that I don't understand. All you're going to see is peaches and dandelions and roses and whipped cream and all the fluffy good stuff. 
I'm not going to get on there and talk about everything negative because I don't know what somebody on the other end might take and spread and perpetuate. Doesn't mean you can't give a prayer request. But take dominion over the mess that you're asking a request for. You're a victor, not a victim. Somebody say, I have dominion. Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our social. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.